<gasps> oh my goodness. Yes. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Body, The Blood, The Enchilada. A podcast. Podcast. <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Sophie. Um, thank you, thank that's you, right. Sophie. We are the enchilada, not the minchilada. Minch- we're now the enchilada. enchilada. Instead of having themed drinks, we're gonna have we're themed the Mexican I food. Me so long, and you can't pronounce my name. Uh, how how are y'all doing today? You know, on this good. glorious Tuesday. Okay, it's this glorious Tuesday. I haven't gone outside today, so. I went out briefly to watch Calvin scrape off uh, paint from the trim. Okay. To make sure he didn't fall. Um, Uh I didn't like it. I should have taken sunglasses out there, and I really should have worn sunscreen, even though it was 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't that... fuck with the sun's rays at this point. Nope. No. Like there, there's, there's no leeway for some like forgiveness there. No. No. SPF is important, everyone. It is. Take find care of your skin. find one that works for you and stick to it. It will improve your skin immensely. Yes. My favorite is the unseen sunscreen by um. <laughs> I believe it's it's super goop, it, but it's also a primer, so it's good. Super Ew. goop. Mm-hmm. Super goop, mm. not goop uh, as in Gwyneth Paltrow, I but super goop. Paltrow I was gonna say, if Gwyneth Paltrow com- came out with a sunscreen, I wouldn't trust it. It's probably made out of vaginal fluid. No, 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 no. No, um, hundred percent made out of vaginal fluid. Yeah. Well, Her recently Supergoop reformulated, fluid. and it's supposed to be, like, reef-safe, so it could Ooh. be vaginal fluid. Now it's vaginal fluid. Before it wasn't, but now it, it sure is. <laughs> Natalie, you're not still letting Sophie listen to us, right? Hi, little Sophie. <laughs> vaginal fluid. I- <laughs> Today's topic, bodily fluids. Bodily- Let's start with the vagina. Bodily fluids. <laughs> Subtime it excretes um, certain <laughs> liquids that are beyond uh, control. But you know what? That's a normal part of life. Yeah. It happens to us all. It's mm-hmm. a normal part of life. Paul, does it happen to you regularly? It does. Um, but that's why I use uh, Maxi Pads, our sponsor today. Uh, Maxi Pads. Mm hmm. Oh, um, this is a TikTok thing right now. Um, do you know how they work? Do I know what? Do you know how a maxi pad works? What does it stick oh, to? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I am aware. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> okay, good, good. I, I understand Paul that. is aware. I, I am aware. I, I have common sense. Um, obviously, the pad Apparently goes right no onto the vagina. Apparently, no one knows what the for. That's what the wings are for. It tucks into your butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're right. You tuck the wings into your butthole so that it stays firmly on the vagina. Uh Uh-huh. So it's staying secure. So good. So good. good. The straight boys are really stupid. (laughs) Yeah, they're 
<laughs> also, how come in sex ed, I had to learn about their bodies, but they seemingly never learned about ours? Their bodies are more important than ours. That's mm-hmm, fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Do you did you guys have to watch like a Degrassi esque um, like soap opera about the uh, body's development as a teenager? No. Uh, I did and I not have sex ed. I went to a Christian school. Oh, that's right. You went to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. no I remember sex they whatsoever. just watched like a soap opera they, type thing because we had like That's what happens when you don't have sex ed in school, children. Mm-hmm. You end up mm-hmm. like Paul. Honestly, I think it was pretty progressive of them, considering what the time. I mean, this was the early 2000s. Yes. I mean, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. We just got to watch a movie and learn about things that we yeah. probably had a lot of questions about. We just yeah. did, like, very straightforward. This is a vagina. This is a penis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're made this way. Clean well, the, the, the little, like, the, the, little opera, the soap opera that we had to watch, it kind of went through, like, the whole process of arousal and what happens to both the male and female's body, which I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, hormones and shit. And I was like, oh, it's pretty Yeah, it was, it was not an emotional thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It was very, like, educational when I had sex ed. Mm-hmm. So, like, the soap opera story, it was about these two, like, kids that grew up as neighbors together, a boy and a girl. And then, like, as they're getting into, like, their teenage years, they show how their bodies are changing and, like, how seeing one another causes, like, the attraction, which causes, like, the hormones to release. And then it goes through the process of all of that. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't know what the movie's mm. called. I wish I could find it. It was it was very Degrassi-esque. But with, it was like, actually just an episode it. of uh, Rosa de Guadalupe, and that's why everyone, that's why someone died and someone <laughs> got flung across the room. Someone was in a coma, too. Yes. Three people that's were in comas. Two of them woke of up. <laughs> and then at the, end, the, the, at the end, the rose appears, and then a baby is born. It's just how it happens. Speaking of Rosa de Guadalupe, I am drinking a watermelon agua fresca with some summer solstice gin. Ooh, that sounds good. It is very good, but um, because you guys were like, hey, we're on right now, I quickly um, just kind of poured it into a cup and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. didn't measure anything. So there's a lot more gin than I was expecting. So I'm already drunk. This is pinkish gin, everyone. But the summer solstice goes very well with watermelon. I'm just saying. With everything? You know how much I love watermelon. Yeah. Um, I I probably could use a squeeze of lime. My mom made us go buy a um, watermelon from the 99 cent store the other day because she was Mm -hmm. constipated. Oh. And then she moved quick. Like as soon as we got it home, she made a cocktail out of it, and I was like, "I respect that." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to get your fruit. My nice shitty. Drunk. <laughs> yep. 
I mean, there's tons of fiber in there still. There's just alcohol as well, which I would think yes. also helps aid the process. Yes. Because, Probably. I mean, it's a toxin. You're trying to get that out, too. Yeah. Anyways. I made um, a cocktail. Today, oh, Paul's talking about his cocktail. Go on about your cocktail. I, um, I made it. It's vodka, orange juice, pineapple juice, and then I topped it off with mineral water. Because it's what I had in the house. Ooh. And it's very refreshing and very good. And I'm almost done with it, so I'm kind of buzzed right now. Nice. I made myself a paloma. Didn't you just get home, like, a second ago? <laughs> you're and amazing. I made myself a paloma immediately. That, you're really amazing. If you sound like, if I sound like I'm distant at parts and... Because really close on my really yeah. Also, I'm trying to find a good um, position for my head mm-hmm. because my headphones on one side keep going out. But go on. How's life? Life's okay. Life is okay. You know what's not okay? You know what's not okay? The bullshit that is going on in Portland. Yeah, that's crazy. With their, like, secret police and the feds were just sent in. And then Trump is like, I'm going to send them to Chicago, too, bitch. Watch me. Yeah, the fact that Trump is just like, oh, it's cool. It's whatever. Yeah, I sent them. Whatever. This is basically the the Gestapo of now. Yeah. It makes absolutely because no people sense. don't like people are getting detained and they like their family no and friends reason. have no idea where they're at because they're in federal yeah. prisons instead of being held in you know jail cells mm-hmm. like the protesters in the last protest were. But also, I've heard in um, well Lafayette Square where um, a lot of the protests in front of the White Houses were occurring. Uh-huh. A lot of people during the like first week of protest were taken in this in a similar manner and a lot of them are still missing oh no there's God. a ton of people still missing yeah this is scary shit man scary ass motherfucking shit pay attention shit. to Pap- what is going on do yeah, not become numb to anything do not become complacent because that's what they want you to do Yep, they want us to just not think about it anymore. Yeah. That's why the media is failing to report on it, because they're basically trying to be like, okay, let's glaze over this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why today's topic is on human garbage, a.k.a. our Ooh. government. Human garbage. But also other people that are human garbage because the government allowed it. Yes. I mean, we could just talk about Trump for an hour. About human garbage. I mean, that's fine. Yes. Oh, I have a question for our listeners. And um, Natalie, you could just tell me the next time you see me, because you're the only one who listens. (laughs) Um, How would you feel about us having a monthly uh, just us talking about the bullshit that's going on in the world? Like, episode. Because I'm down. There's too much. There's too much. I think I think and I should I do the last like one. I could fill I an do the next one. Yeah, exactly. Paul needs to be a part of it. Yeah. And all like, how can we not? We have a platform, sort of. We've made it. My dog we've, is we've he's speaking out on it. it. We made we it big, guys. Um, 
I mean, Sophie, little Sophie is doing our intro now. Yes, like, we have a, a guest, a guest introer. Yeah, I get stopped on the um, street I don't at know least four he... times a week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys remember the YouTube channel? Um, that YouTube guy, Charlie, is so cool. Like, he yes. has yes. Stephen Fry always do his little like exit outro thing. Yeah, this is did, the exact yeah. same thing, but with our intro. It like, is. We've made it, guys. Also, oh I God, love him, get, and I had a crush on him. Can we get Stephen Fry to come on our show? <laughs> I mean, he did Harry Potter at home. What is he even doing right now? You know, it, he's in quarantine. Nothing, because yeah, because he. I don't. He's not doing shows anymore. He left QI, and that was like the last thing he was doing. Yeah, he doesn't have a talk show anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So. What is even happening? But human garbage, guys. Human garbage. We all know somebody who is human garbage. But, like, some people just take it further than others to prove that they're human garbage. Yes. Um, yes. How, how would you guys define human garbage? Um, definitely people that lie... For their own gains. Mm. Okay, don't call me out like that. Um, I am going to call you out like this. You're a lying bitch. And you know what? You step all over all of us to get what you want. You know what? You're right. Um, One time in middle school, I told everybody that Elijah Wood was my cousin. Because I (laughs) falsely remembered that... um, I falsely remembered... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that one time I saw the movie uh, Radio Flyer and assumed that meant that he was hanging out with me at you, my house, which obviously meant that we were cousins. You inserted what? yourself into the movie and then couldn't differentiate between reality. Is that what you're telling us right now? <laughs> I was trying to disassociate from my life. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you succeeded. <laughs> I think it's I think it's called something oh, different, not human like garbage. When you can't <laughs> when you can't differentiate between reality and movies, I <laughs> it's when they it's when they do those tests with the kids that have the cards, and it's like, tell me who's real. Here's Abraham Lincoln. Here's Santa Claus. <laughs> Obviously, Santa Claus. I've actually seen him. That's have true. you seen Abraham never... Lincoln? I haven't. You got me. She got you there. Boom. Ollie got you too. He is very upset about something. I don't know why. I would check, but um, I don't want to get up. Is somebody having a fight somewhere? Oh, i <laughs> Oh. oh, that's outside? Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's so loud. What's that one? I live in the ghetto. Which neighbor is it? Rosa. Who, who is she fighting with? I don't know. I think the people across the street, I think they're just all screaming at each other. Oh my God. Is it over parking? <laughs> Probably. I believe that in that neighborhood. Literally, there's no parking anywhere. I would fight someone for parking. Hell yeah. Uh, 
Human garbage. So somebody that lies, but also um, uses their lies to get ahead in life, but also um, basically um, treats everyone as as though they're below them. Even though they're not, they've just created a narrative in those people's heads to make them believe it. They've been conditioned into if that person had suddenly stopped existing, like no one would care or the world would be a better place. That's definitely human garbage. Yeah. Um, I mean, the definition I saw was saying that though, like Adolf Hitler and Pol Pot and Stalin could probably be considered human garbage. Those people were using means of them doing good to maybe um, defend themselves for that reason. But, like, I want people that know they're absolute human garbage and knew what they were doing was bad to be what defines human garbage on this particular episode. Mm. Mm. So, like, shitheads. Yeah. Absolute shitheads that um, they know they're ruining the world and ruining somebody's life because they are terrible people. I have someone who fits that just about exactly. Someone who knows exactly what they're doing, but are still a shitty, shitty, shitty person. Ooh, I'm intrigued now. You probably do. I know this. Know who (gasps) is it? Sophie, that dumb Um, bitch. It is Sophie. I did an entire story about (laughs) Sophie. Um, (laughs) Please tell somebody about my life. Well, so last week I talked about George Bush, so I thought it was only fitting this week that I talk about his vice president, who is the devil incarnate, who is literally pure evil. Um, For those who don't know, I I haven't either, but when I was researching about him, I saw things about the movie and it was like, the movie made him too nice. Like, the movie didn't show his, like, inherent (laughs) evil because he was, like, an evil man. And he still is an evil man. But didn't, like, what's-his-face in his, like, in his acceptance speech? Because he won an Oscar for it. Didn't he say, thanks to the devil incarnate? Yes. Yeah. And And then everyone got mad at him. They are like, you can't say that. And they're like, I Yes, you can. Dick Cheney's a piece of shit. He was literally the penguin. Look at yes. him. So you could imagine him dressed as a penguin. When when also, Dick Cheney left I'm office, when know your healthcare, was, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> I hate gays. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he had a thirteen <laughs> percent approval rating when he left office, so people hated him. Like it wasn't just like. It wasn't just liberals. It was everyone. Everyone. Remember that time he shot his friend in the face on a hunting trip? And then made his friend apologize? That's not even in my story. His friend apologized for bringing so much, like, distress to his life for being shot in the face. Oh, my God. Like, that's how you know you're evil, is when you shoot someone in the face and they apologize to you. Is this fucked up? So, first, I'm going to talk about the invasion of Iraq. 
um, and what a shit show that was. Yeah. Um, and how Dick Cheney was pretty much behind the entire thing. So leading up to the invasion oh, yeah, in 2003. Yeah. Well, first, Dick Cheney had circumvented the CIA and was gathering intelligence on his own. All of the like underlings who were working for the CIA and other intelligence agencies were reporting directly to Cheney and not to their leaders. So Cheney was receiving information that there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, that Saddam Hussein pretty much wasn't... He was being like terrible, obviously he's a dictator, but they weren't creating all these nuclear weapons like the Bush administration was stating. Cheney knew that, however, he continued to mislead the public and even the administration and being like, oh yeah, like Saddam's over there making these weapons, like we gotta go. In the same intelligence briefings, uh, Cheney was told that Al-Qaeda had no links to Iraq, so even oh, after yeah. 9-11, he knew that Al-Qaeda was not in Iraq and that Saddam Hussein had no links to Al-Qaeda, so there was still no reason to invade Iraq, not for weapons of mass destruction and not for 9-11. Um, at the same time, Cheney was in close contact with a man named Ahmed Chalabi, who had actually been exiled from Iraq for some other crimes. But it was, um, he, he defrauded like the Iraqi government or something, so he was exiled and he was a wanted man. If he returned to Iraq, he would be obviously arrested. But Cheney was relying on him for information. That's where they got the uh, weapons of mass destruction thing was originally from this man, Chalabi. And then even after they learned... Yeah, he's just lying. I mean, but he was a known, like, fraudster. Because even after they learned that there were no weapons, they still went along with it. But after the fact, Cheney... Yeah, they were a long-ass time. Yes. But after the fact, Cheney championed Chalabi as a leader for the Iraqi people. He wanted him to become a part of the new government that they were trying to instill after taking over Iraq, even though he was this horrible, like wanted person who had defrauded the entire Iraqi government. Um, so that was shitty. Uh, another big issue with Cheney is that he was personally responsible for the torture of uh, terror suspects in the United States. So it was pretty much known for a long time, but just not when talked you, about. When you say personally, was he like literally going in and he was doing it himself or he <laughs> commanded it? I mean, he's the one who uh, came up with it. He was basically behind it. Like, I wouldn't doubt that Dick Cheney okay. was at Guantanamo waterboarding terror suspects. Like, No, I think he told was me Yeah. If you well, told I mean, me that, I would. He's play. like one of those guys that would play like the most dangerous game and like have his own private island just to hunt human targets. Oh, completely. I would believe that. And yeah. that. I mean, he shot his friend. But I didn't in two 2000- thousand, that was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I don't know, because like you don't just shoot someone in the face with a shotgun accidentally. Like, why are you aiming it at them? Yeah. Yeah. And he, but like, it was in knew 2000. He was there, he brought him. Well, yeah. yeah, they were on a hunting trip. It's not like it was a surprise. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's not like he was like, "Oh shit, there's someone just walking in the woods," and I hit him. Like, yeah, he knew he was there. Mm-hmm. So Cheney finally admitted, say, oh, he or he, ag- 
Yeah. He should have just. But it was in 2000. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, what did he just all of a sudden, like, he thought, oh, maybe it's a deer and shoot, and then realized, <laughs> oh, it's my friend. <laughs> well, his friend is, like, hiding in the forest and, like, jumps out and scares the like, like, me. It's like, Chaney, it's like that. It's a bear. <laughs> it's like, if your friend wasn't <laughs> with you bear. and knew you brought him, like, wouldn't you be more careful? No, you're Dick Cheney, you don't care. You're Dick Cheney, you don't care. You can get away with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was 2008 that Dick Cheney finally acknowledged that they had been using waterboarding and torture and that he was behind it, blah, blah, blah. No one's surprised Dick Cheney is an evil person. Um, Yeah. Another big issue. Let's see here. Where did I put it down? Oh, so it was. This executive order that Cheney had written, so this wasn't something that Bush did. Cheney wrote this order uh, in secrecy. No one knew about this, and it had oh, only oh. been it had only been seen by about like four people, passed around uh, the White House before it came to President Bush's desk and signed off as an executive order. And that order was the removal of any rights of detained terror suspects. It, the executive order pretty much, it stripped their right to a court, it, to a fair trial, um, and that they could be detained indefinitely without being charged, basically. And Dick Cheney did this basically in an afternoon. He wrote this, passed it off to Bush, and Bush signed it. And now we know, after the fact, that there were people who were held at Guantanamo Bay for years without being charged or given any type of trial all while being uh, tortured. tortured. Yeah. So that's, <sighs> that's another fun thing. Um, let's see. I, st- I still have a few more for Cheney, so I have a list. Um, so another big thing on the Bush <laughs> administration was the spying on private citizens. And this, of course, was done by Cheney. Bush is obviously the one who signed off on it, but all of these terrible things, it's like Cheney was behind everything. Cheney's the one who devised the plans. Uh, He came up with the operation that would allow the U.S. government or the NSA to spy in on phone calls, emails, pretty much anything of any private citizen for any reason. And, of course, Cheney was behind that. Cheney was also responsible for, uh, he was trying to change how the president and the vice president, how their power works while in office. He was trying to strengthen the president's powers. And he and Bush had said from the beginning, they were like, we're going to leave this office stronger than when we came in. Like, we're going to give more powers, more executive power. Cheney had come out and said that he himself was not bound to any executive order uh, and that anyone in the executive branch would have to report to him and tell him any classified information that they had. So he's just like going power crazy. And this is how they got away with a lot of the other stuff, like the invasion of the war or the invasion of Iraq. This is how they got away with the torturing and all this stuff. They just did it behind Congress's back. They did all these crazy shit. 
uh, Cheney was also... So this is... Now this is outside the White House. That's all the shit he did while in office. And he did a lot more. And he actually admitted to a lot of it in his book that he wrote years on. Although he tried to play the victim in most of it. That he was just like, oh, I was just doing what I was told. Like, this is just what happens in war. Like, you can't do any of this. Blah, blah, blah. So he's trying to... Sure, Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, we all believe that. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Outside who, in. So, if it wasn't him pulling the puppet strings like they've suggested, who was it then? Ex- exactly. Who was it? Like, who's who's telling him? If you would have told me Mitch McConnell, I would have maybe believed you, but. Yeah, like. But no. Like, no. At least, like, have so a cha- fall guy if you're going to go that route. Yeah. That's why. Because he admitted to a lot of stuff. Like, he admitted to the torture, and he admitted to... Obviously not the war crimes, because if you admit to war crimes, mm-hmm. then you can possibly be charged, but... Which he should be. Yeah. So should Bush, mm-hmm. but... Yes. I don't care how many paintings of soldiers you do, that's not repentance. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah, no. Let's see. Uh, oh, and I have one more point. So Cheney, before he was uh, vice president, he was the CEO of Halliburton. He became the CEO in 1995, even though he had no previous uh, experience as like a manager, CEO, anything like that. However, uh, the board of directors really liked that he had connections to a lot of powerful people in Washington. Um, he knew a lot of people and he knew how to get stuff done. He leveraged those people and was able to get military contracts for Halliburton. Uh, and this continued to when he was actually in office. Uh, there were multiple military contracts that were only offered to Halliburton and given to Halliburton for billions of dollars. So he used his position to benefit the company that he used to be CEO of. Which is illegal. And then there's, yeah. Which is illegal. And then there's an endless list of all the shitty things that Halliburton has done. One of them... So Halliburton had a subs, uh, subsidiary company. I forget what it's called. It was K, KDB or something operating, I think it was, in Iraq. And one of the workers, mm-hmm. while she was on site, was attacked and raped by, like, 12 of the contractors who were working for them. Um, oh and then she was held... Uh-huh. She was held in captivity inside of a shipping container for a number what? of days. Yeah, they held her there. Uh, when she finally got out, she obviously went to the government and was like, hey, like, help me. And she tried to sue Halliburton for what had happened, and the courts ruled in Halliburton's favor, saying that they had no responsibility for what happened to her while she was working for them abroad. What? How? Yes. Yeah. So. I mean, it I have happened. No idea. On their, their company. Yeah, and it was their employees, and oh my god. How? And later on, Halliburton sold off that company for billions of dollars, but. I think they were, like, independent contractors. There was something that they were able to be like, oh, like, it's not our people. We're not responsible. But obviously, they can get away with whatever. 
because they're powerful and because they have all these contracts with the government, of course they're not going to get in any trouble for doing shitty things. And then, of course, everyone knows that Halliburton was partially responsible for the oil explosion in... I forget which one it was. It wasn't in the Gulf. That was the that was BP's spill. But it was in connection that with BP, BP because yeah. Hallib- cause Halliburton was responsible for installing the uh, the pipes Pipeline? that actually burst. Yeah, that caused the the spill <laughs> because they had done such a shitty job. Yeah, it just, well, this goes on and on. They had done such a shitty job that the pipe basically just burst. Let's see here. It was the one, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, yeah, it wasn't the... It was the Gulf Oil spill. It was the BP spill? Yeah, it was the BP spill, because it was through BP, but Halliburton is the one who built and installed all of the hardware that malfunctioned and went bad. But you can look up the list of shitty things that Dick Cheney and Halliburton have done are pretty much endless. (sighs) But that's my like, story right, about Dick Cheney. At the beginning about how of he's you human talking garbage. about Dick Cheney, I was thinking in my head, who is technically like a worse human being, Dick Cheney or Donald Trump? And then I'm just like, I don't know. He's smarter, but he's just as evil, if not more. He is evil. Donald Trump is hiding it, you know? Do you know how with. I think so. Jimmy Carter, they made him get rid of his peanut farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't they do that with other people? Yeah, Trump should They only do it with Democrats. Like, they make them give up their stuff. Well, but here's Dick Cheney with Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Fucking Donald Trump, Trump trying to sell me Goya beans. <laughs> like, what are you even well, using those beans for? You're not gonna eat them. He's never had beans. He's never had Mexican food. Let's be honest. No. He, he's had Taco Bell. That's about it. He, I don't know. He he really likes McDonald's. I don't even know if he's even had Taco Bell. I know he his diet is majority like McDonald's. But it's funny when we came or when you said the subject should be garbage people and like scumbags, and then I saw mm-hmm. today that Donald Trump. Or the Trump administration put out a memo to homeless shelters for how shelters can identify transgender people in order to I not saw serve that. them. What did they yeah. say? I haven't heard this update. I don't yeah, know what so the memo is, but them. the yeah, because say that it's a woman's only homeless shelter if mm-hmm. uh, you're like if you're a transgender woman, so man or uh, your gender signed at birth was male they gave information mm-hmm. on how to identify that in order to deny them service. Well, without looking at their genitalia or what? Yes. I, I, I want to know I like what this it is. It, was, it bothered me. I want to know like what their criteria is, but it's, it's just more, yeah, it's just more ways for them to discriminate against people. Basically. She has a very pronounced Adam's apple. Yes, I'm assuming it's <sighs> shit like that, and I'm just it's something disgusting. like that. Yeah, <sighs> this is fucked up. Ah, but like, I mean, at this point, we're not surprised, but it's still like, what the fuck? It's yeah, it's not surprising, but super fucked I up. I just 
Mm-hmm. I just don't understand the priorities right now. Yeah, it's just kind of like they're grasping at everything they can, really. Mm-hmm. Like, is this really the yeah. time to send out a memo about how to check if a girl has an Adam's apple? Mm-hmm. Like, there's yes. other things happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just like amidst but- all of the the Black Lives Matter protests and cops killing black people, Trump was wearing about random shit he was doing church photo ops and now he's selling beans and now he's worried about transgender people it just really shows he might have covid what a, it, it just shows time. what a garbage person I he is i definitely think that he is trying to like just shift blame but he doesn't like sophie he doesn't know how to segue you know Ooh. you know what don't compare me to that <laughs> trash <laughs> like you just like grasping at straws you know i don't grasp at straws i just go for it okay <laughs> that's different he's so, like black black weird. black lives matter but beans mm-hmm. one time this is has nothing to do with anything this is me <laughs> With the terrible segue, <laughs> one time, just like just like that one, <laughs> I was talking about how I'm terrible at segueing and how I'll jump to one topic from the next. And mm-hmm. my boyfriend at the time was like, "What do you mean segue? You mean like you know, like those electric scooters? What do you mean when you're trying to segue into something?" I was like. You know, the Segway was named after that phrase, right? Like, why would... What? Why? Yes. I'm bad at scooters. I'm bad at scooters. <laughs> because I would literally tell him all the time, I'm bad at segueing into things. Because <laughs> I was the whole time he thought you were talking about how you're bad at riding electric scooters. <laughs> Natalie. He's was, like, I just, my- didn't know you had a Segway. This wasn't even, like, like a conversation, like, one of the first conversations we had. It was, like, five months into us dating, and then he finally asked, what do you mean when you say you can't segue? I thought you have been <laughs> talking about scooters this entire time. Oh, my God, Sophie. You dated this man. <laughs> it's so stupid. For multiple For like, months. Like, a year. It was like a year. It was so sad. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh. Anyways. <laughs> she just starts drinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about another garbage person. Ooh. Ooh. Um, very much garbage. But um, Kathy Bates has played her in a TV Ooh. show. Ooh. And um, I think, I definitely think they tried to whitewash her too much, even though she was still a terrible person on that TV show. Mm-hmm. Because they almost made her seem like she was coming to terms with her humanity and trying to be a decent person. She was not. Still a garbage person. But they definitely um, sugarcoated everything. I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. Madame Delphine Lavori. Ooh, Ooh, she was a fucking monster. She was a monster of a person. Yes, yes. So um, she's trash, mm-hmm. and the uh, atro- atrocities that she uh, committed are um, 
I mean, it's it's really fucked up. Even for that time, it's fucked up. And it was so bad that during slavery, they were like, hey, maybe don't do that. Yeah, that's why it's like, what the fuck did she do? And I'm gonna name... Like, this, this story is gonna get kind of graphic. I mean, not, not until, like, I have to describe things at the end, but, like, be warned. Mm-hmm. Especially right now, if you're very sensitive to it, like... Just, just just skip over my story and go straight to Natalie's. But anyways, Madam, I think I definitely have the feel-good story of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about <laughs> your story about me because thank you. I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> We've been friends forever. So, um, Madame Delphine LaLaurie was born uh, Marie Delphine McCarthy, or McCarty, as they later changed it to. And she was born March 19th, 1787, in uh, New Orleans. But she was born to a very affluent Irish family, so don't even come at me with the Irish were treated the same in America, because they were not. If they were rich enough, they were fine. Mm -hmm. However, if you were black and rich, they fucking hated you, and they would come for blood. They would burn down your neighborhood. Exactly. So, like... People that want to be Irish apologists, like, not even the Irish are trying to claim that right now. So, like, stop it. I don't even know if there are Irish apologists anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, the what, only only people you gain that from this? Are, are, like, super, like, maybe have a drop of Irish blood at this point, and they're American. Because, like, mm-hmm. Irish, Irish I'm, people, they're like, no, it's fucked up what they did. And the fact that ooh, some Irish I'm people... Irish. Oh, same. Do you want to talk about it? Did they do um, terrible things to your family? They did terrible things to my family. Um, actually, mm-hmm. my family has a shameful history. Uh, a lot of my family were slaveholders, so... I'm going to say no. They did not treat us poorly. This episode is about Paul. <laughs> my my um, family my Irish family slash my English family were too new to the country to own slaves. So mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Also, I believe that they were Quakers, so they were kind of against it. Mm. I'm very grateful that my family is too new to the country to have ever owned slaves. Um, though, um, with my Spanish ancestry, there is a lot more shameful shit that happened there. So I, I want out. Oh. There's much to apologize for. Like, for Christ's sakes, a conquistador shared the same last name as me. And I don't have a common last name, so I'm probably a descendant. Oh. Probably. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. That's unfortunate. Anyways, they were from a very affluent, rich family in New Orleans. Like, her uncle was the governor of the Spanish-American provinces of Louisiana and Florida at the time. And her cousin, at some point, was the mayor of New Orleans. So, like, they had some power, and they, you know, they had a, they had a lot to, um, you know, hold over people in mm. that time. Mm-hmm. But at like around the time she was four years old was the time of the Haitian Revolution. This is me just giving you some background on why she might have been the way she is. So, during the Haitian Revolution, a lot of slaves turned on their owners. And basically, it 
everything erupted into riots and they turned on them and they would kill their slave owners. And um, her own uncle was killed by his slaves during this time. And so this led to a lot of slave owners in this area to discipline their slaves more harshly as a way to keep them in line. So, like, a lot, a lot of people were pretty harsh on their slaves because of this. You, you don't want mm. them to be turning on you like they did during the Haitian Revolution. Like, you need to keep them in check somehow. So, this happened when she was four. So, she probably grew up in a very... Uh, not necessarily violent towards her, but she saw a lot of violence towards her slaves and a lot of anger and resentment towards them mm. as a way of maintaining power and control over this, this group of people. Does that make it okay? No, it fucking doesn't. But, like, granted that she's considered one of the uh, worst people in history because of what she did to slaves just means how far she took it in comparison to everybody else. She's fucking insane. Anyway, yes. um, so she... Uh, Lived a very affluent life. She was a lady of society, well-known in the New Orleans circle. She married three times. The first time in 1800 was to a Spanish officer. And by 1808, she was already widowed and had one child. A lot of people oh. like to say that she killed her husband. However, it um, this she was never proven. It was never proven, but also there are historic, historical uh, documents showing that her first husband specifically, he died in battle because he was a Spanish officer and mm. they were still very much trying to acquire land at the time. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, um, by within the next few months, she married to a banker after this because I'm sure like she wanted somebody that had maybe a bit more of a stable job where he probably wouldn't just die immediately. She was like, look, give her her next sitter at the funeral. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she was just like, oh, I'm going to marry this guy. He has money. Granted, um, Madame Laurie or well, McCarthy at this time still, she uh, she had a lot of money. She didn't necessarily need to marry for money, but like I, it just made her look better. Well, why not? Yeah, yeah. She had four with this dude. Um, so by this point, she has five kids, and um, then he died of an illness. Never said what kind of illness he died of an illness. But and this was in 1816. And then she married for the last time in 1825. So she waited a little bit of after for the third husband. And he was mm. a lot younger than her. Like, I think she was, like, in her 40s by this point. And then he was maybe in his 20s, which was, like, scandalous. Oh, wow. But like, her, she got it. Um, and at this point is when they acquired the house on Royal Street that has been known, become known as the LaLaurie Mansion, no. which is what um, the, the house that Nicolas Cage bought eventually in time because of the atrocities that she did. And I think that he was attracted to that. Nicolas Cage is a fucked up person. Is he human garbage too? I think so. I think he is. Yeah. 
Because why would you why would you buy that house? Like in theory, it sounds cool because it's haunted, but think of all the bad energy that's there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this was the Lalori. This is where she got her last name from. He was he was a doctor, and um, at this time, doctors weren't necessarily rich people, but he was well respected in the community. So. I mean, she basically married him for his name more than mm-hmm. money. She had a lot more money than he did. She just in chose fact, a man um, by his right last name. She was like, you're hot. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> um, by this point, like, she's in her 40s. Yeah. I assume she's going to die soon because back then people did not live long. So initially, she, five she kids, um, like she's in, Yeah. Yeah, she already had five kids, so she's like, whatever, it's cool. I think Mm. it it was more like she'd been unmarried for a while, and she was still, like, not necessarily old, old. So she probably was just like, I could use some company, I guess, and he's nice to look at. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, she bought her house in her own name with her own money, and this was a two-story mansion at first, but she uh, built an extra floor, which would be the slave quarters. And she lived there with that husband and two of her daughters from up to the previous marriage. Because they were still unmarried at this point. No. But, like, um, at one point, she almost, like, tried to get what it sounds like a legal separation. What was it actually called? It was a separation of bed and board from this husband. Like, a legal separation of bed and board, so then she wouldn't have to pay any, like, um, spousal support, basically. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, that was quickly, um, I I guess they forgot about it, or, like, they just made up, and they they remained together, and he moved back into the house. (laughs) Because he was gone for a little bit. Anyways, so that that's a little bit of her background. And it sounds like she had like a normal kind of societal life. She was well liked within the New Orleans circle. People loved her. Anyways, mm-hmm. 1834 rolls around and she has like this fancy mansion on like the main street in New Orleans where everything is happening. She's like, let's have a party. Let's go. Everyone come over. It's going to be a good time. Look at me. I'm Madame LaLaurie, bitch. And um, during this party, a fire breaks out. So you know what happens? They move the party into a safer spot in the house. It doesn't catch on fire. But Madame well, LaLaurie stop the party. and her husband... No. Madame LaLaurie and her husband, instead of staying to make sure like her guests are cool... And the police department, not police, but fire department, you know, takes care of the fire. They fucking take off to Paris. Want to know oh. why? I clean this shit. Bye. Uh, so what happened was there was a fire in, on like the main part of the mansion. So like, I think they just moved the party outside to like, I guess there was like a little like garden central point where you could an outdoor garden in the middle or something. Which was safe. Uh-huh. Um, but once she saw that the you know the fire couldn't be put out by themselves, uh, she she took off because they were going to find her secrets, and her secrets were uh, fucking terrible. And 
crazy. So one of these secrets was they had the cook, Bonnie, uh, shackled to the stovetop. So basically Ooh. she would cook for her on call. And that's where uh -huh. she, I mean, that's where she lived. She slept there. She worked there. She did everything there. Disgusting. Um, so they found her. She was alive. I mean, granted, there was some smoke inhalation, but she was alive. But as they continued up into the third floor, which was the slave quarters, is when they found all the worst shit. So they found seven people in the attic, basically. Mind you, these this isn't the fire department who is looking for these people. These are her party guests that find these people. Oh Jesus! Um, because they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta make sure your slaves are okay. Find you. She's already fucking gone. But they were trekking to make sure the slaves are okay because, you know, slaves are property. Property is money. They were trying to make sure you know things were good, like a good neighbor. You know, State Farm is there. No, State Farm's oh. not there. Uh, so they find seven State, people. State Farm could have covered that house fire. Yeah. yeah, if they had had insurance, like, they would have been fine. Um, all of these people had so many things wrong with them, and most of them were alive. Some of them were dead. Oh. Um, one woman had basically all of the bones in her body broken, and she was shoved in a box. Oh, my God. Um, another one... Uh, basically had her limbs broken so she would resemble a spider and they referred to her as the spider. Oh my god. Some of them had their um, eyes show sewed shut and were shackled. Others, well one guy, he had his mouth um, sewn shut and they, um, when they later removed the um, the stitches, they found that he had feces in his mouth that had been shoved in there. Oh my god. And so, I mean, it was just atrocious what the things that she did to these people. Like, it was so bad, even the pe the party goers that found these people were so upset that they basically like, started, they went around town and they basically got these people around town angry and they went to go storm their house thinking the Lalories were still there. Apparently they never they never thought that they would just flee town because they, they fled immediately um, oh. to, you know, go and riot and, you know, storm their house to get them out because they had to answer for all the terrible shit that they did. That's how upset the people of New Orleans were. And, um, basically, the slaves that were recovered that were alive were told them, like, that if you went to that, the third floor where these seven people were held, like, there was no coming back from that. They knew that if they went up there, they would never be seen again. And that it's like, it's worse than death what happens to them. Like, um, mm. they were talking about a slave girl who was like 12 years old at the time had been brushing Madame LaLaurie's hair and accidentally snagged her hair a little bit as she was doing it because like she caught a knot or something mm -hmm. 
And Madame Lori got so pissed off that she uh, followed her around the house with a whip trying to get at her. And the girl, instead of allowing her to catch her and be punished for it, she jumped off the roof to her death. Like, how terrified people were of Madame LaLaurie. Which, to, like, New Orleans society didn't make any sense to them because the things that they had heard of Madame LaLaurie were always good things. Um, In fact, like... Such a nice... Yeah. Christian lady. Yeah. Just quiet, you know? Well, it had already been on record that she had released some of her slaves for various reasons. So, like, this was just a complete shock to everybody. And, um, like, there was one time where somebody had reported that they suspected, like, really bad treatment of her slaves. I don't know what it was. It was just said that there was one report made at one time. But when they investigated, they didn't find any signs of anything. But they didn't go to the third floor to check. Yeah, they weren't really looking. Yeah. I think um, by then she was just too affluent respected. and respected that they didn't want to, basically. Mm-hmm. But, like, the things that she did were so bad that even people that were already pretty brutal to their slaves were just like, you can't do that to people. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she basically spent the rest of her life in Paris... Because she, if she knew if she went back to New Orleans, she would be punished for the things that she did. And, um, I mean, she's pretty legendary for all of her atrocities. And, um, the house is super haunted. In fact, yeah. where that girl jumped to her death, like, it was, like, right, she died at the entryway. If you pass huh. a certain part underneath it, like if you go underneath that awning, um, you're supposedly there is a curse and something terrible will happen to you. And it's pretty well known in New Orleans to kind of avoid that spot. And so whenever they see tourists doing shit like that, they're like, you need to not fuck around. You need to respect where you're at and you need to know where you're going. Because yeah. you literally could just be, like, cursing yourself and your entire family just by being stupid, you know? Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, it's so notorious, Nicolas Cage bought it once he got rich enough. Because he's an asshole. And also, yeah. um, he lost um, that property to the IRS, and he now only owns that mausoleum I talked about oh. in our New Orleans episode. So sad. Do they do um, tours of the LaLaurie house? Yes, they do. I I mean, not right now because of COVID, but they do do tours. Um, They, I don't know of any of the stuff that they have there. It's basically a museum now. I don't know if it's the things that they found, but they do have different, like, torture devices in on the Mm -hmm. third floor where the slaves Uh were being held. And you're allowed to walk through it, but I don't know if that's, like, what they found when they got there, you know? Oh, they put, like, new stuff uh-huh. in there? Yeah, just just this kind of filler for the museum. Uh-huh. I kind of hope it's not the same stuff, yeah, because that would have sucked. Yeah, like, I could hope you imagine, all of them like, destroyed. the horrible tr- 
the horrible weapons that were used on you are now like people take pictures next to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like those pictures but, yeah, you see it, people taking pictures at like the uh, the Holocaust monuments and yes. Like why do you? Why would you those, go to those people are human garbage? Yeah, yeah. It's like what I understand taking pictures like when you're on vacation, but when you go to a place that's kind of known for its like terrible and sad history, I think that's something you need to experience alone and not take pictures of so people back home can experience it as well because it's not no matter what picture you take, it is never ever going to ex- like have the experience that you wanted to have. Yeah, yeah. but even taking pictures like you're not would be show okay. Show someone a picture, and they'll be like, "I understand." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, but like for yourself, like if you want to take a picture, that's fine. But don't pose and do silly faces and yeah. climb on the monument. Don't, well, yeah, don't be. Don't, don't be an try asshole. To get, like internet clout. Mm-hmm. It's it's always influencers who are like taking pictures, and I'm like, stop. Please, God. They don't have humanity. No. Anyways, are you, are you um, take care of Mr. Toots. I'm not taking care of Mr. Toots. My mom's <laughs> gonna take care of Mr. Toots. Uh, He's not human garbage. He's dog garbage. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I know that it's technically because it's in um, a historical part of New Orleans. It's in the French Quarter that it is a historical monument. But like, if it were to burn down tomorrow, I think a lot of people would be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they would be fine with that. <laughs> or somehow completely destroyed. Um, if somebody wants to the do that. The fact that a curse hasn't already destroyed it is uh, insane. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, that's um, my downer of a story. I'm sorry I told you it was graphic. It's beautiful. Um, but this lady was literal human garbage. Yes. And to the point where people that were also kind of human garbage, well no, they were human garbage, they thought she was worse. So, there you go. Natalie, do you have a story to maybe make this less um, terrible? I do actually have a story for you. So my story uh, um, is about John Pemberton. Ooh. Well, John Pemberton was a Confederate colonel during the Civil War super fun mm-hmm. um, he was wounded and because of that he developed a morphine addiction starting out great guys um, so far okay. I, mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean I understand I mean he was injured I could kind of get him there where, where does he become human garbage so he becomes human garbage um, so to try and have, like fend for himself he became kind of like a snake oil peddler. Oh, God. He would make like a bunch of tonics and potions and tell people like, oh, this will help you grow hair and this will help you like attract a lover, like all kinds of dumb shit that he would try to sell people. And nothing that he was doing was getting anywhere. Um, until he discovered 
a recipe from someone else. So he had bought, it's called wine nerve tonic from a gentleman named Vin Mariani. And so it was like a wine, uh, like a wine tonic that he would mix with like cocaine and just a bunch (laughs) of drugs and then just put it in wine. Oh my God. And guess what? I mean, that would would cure a lot. No shit. (laughs) People were like, you know what? This does make me feel better. I love this. They were relaxed, but like it was an upper, but like it was cool. Yeah. And um, so after this, Vin Mariani was like, hey, um, your drug wine is like super familiar to me. Like, I wonder where you got it. And he was like, hey, fuck you. (laughs) And just got rid of Vin Mariani. Just killed him. (laughs) Um, And but he was like making a killing selling this like horrible nerve juice to people. Cocaine wine cocaine wine it was all the rage um so he gets down to georgia and there's a huge market for drugs in georgia (laughs) okay yeah everyone's super stoked um until temperance happens now during temperance it's kind of like prohibition okay we cannot sell wine anymore no yes and what was john pemberton to do now that he can't sell wine he needs to figure something wait else wait, wait, out. wait was wine at church allowed i don't know that's a good question i never asked that about um prohibition <laughs> or I, well during prohibition you could get a prescription for alcohol yeah Hi, somebody prescribed me alcohol right now like, that was, like, one of the loopholes. Kind of like bone spurs to get you out of the uh, the draft. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, John Pemberton didn't know what to do. He was like, I was sitting on this cash cow. Um, I was getting everyone super addicted to cocaine, which was great mm-hmm. for business. You know what? If we... if. The church allowed it. He should have got his wine blessed and then given it to the congregations. Ooh. Georgia. That would have been a good business. That would have been a really good business. They would, they would have really felt um, Jesus then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, so, after this point, he needs to figure out something else to do. So he needs to turn his wine into something else. So he decided to add something called African cola nuts. What's that? I don't know what it is, but it apparently was really big in South America. So he went down there and stole a bunch of shit from Central America and South America. Oh, they're the Japanese peanuts. <laughs> brought it back up and then you know the Japanese have, peanuts? Yeah. You ever had Japanese peanuts? Those are <laughs> those are invented in Mexico. Yeah. There's nothing Japanese about them. Uh well no, Japanese immigrants made them. Yeah. But like in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what cola nuts are. Yeah. Beautiful. That's what I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah. They're covered in chili. 
So instead of selling um, Pemberton's French wine, he developed Coca-Cola. What? Oh. Yes. This is a story of Coca-Cola. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> he still should have sold it to the congregation. <laughs> so he's a, he makes Coca-Cola with this new recipe. Um, it doesn't go well at first because it's just kind of like this syrupy goo. Uh-huh. That he's trying to sell everyone. Mm. So he partners up with, I think it's like Walgreens. Because they had like uh, pharmacies, yeah. but also had like Coca-Cola taps. Not Coca-Cola taps, but like soda taps. Yeah, they had like uh-huh. soda fountains. In the- yeah, they had soda fountains. Partners up with soda fountains. And sells this, again, as a miracle elixir. Mm. He claims it's a cure for disease. It's a cure for morphine addiction. It's a cure for nerve disorder and headaches. And everyone's like, yeah, this is great. Mind you, it's still just a bunch of cocaine mixed in. It's just drugs. It's just just like syrupy cocaine. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, it was probably amazing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if we could go back in time and try Coca-Cola? And try the, the original Coca-Cola. You know what Walgreens needs to do? They need to, like, have, like, a fancy Walgreens in, like, an affluent area and, like, Bring reopen back the soda, soda fountain. And then that would like, be cool. I would love that. But also, they should have the uh, cocaine Coca-Cola. On I would love they should, the cocaine They Coca-Cola. should bring back the cocaine Let's do it. Let's well, make it happen. It still has the cocaine in it. What? They, they still use the same ingredients. It's just uh, they formulated it so that you don't get the effect from the cocaine. But Coca-Cola mm-hmm. is actually the largest distributor. Like they of, uh, I think it's coca leaves. Is that why there's so many people that are actually addicted to Coca-Cola in this country? Yeah, I don't know how many people I've heard that said that they are really trying to quit drinking Coke, and I'm like, is it that hard? I've never I don't know. had I that never... much Coke that I was like, I need well, to drink I this really every Coke. day. I actually prefer Fair Diet enough. Coke. <laughs> but even then, I, I still don't drink that much. I do like Mexican Coke. It hits different. Mexican Coke is the best. Mexican, but you know, still to this day, like Coca Cola is such a fucking shitty company. They so there. I forgot. There's a. I think it's in the Philippines. There was like a an indigenous tribe that lived there, and they would drink beer every day to cleanse, like to cleanse their bodies. Mm-hmm. And instead, Coca-Cola came in and was like, hey, you know what's better? Coca-Cola. And it's got this whole tribe addicted to Coca-Cola. Oh, God. And now that's what they, like, work for all day is, like, to earn enough money to buy themselves a Coca-Cola every day. Oh, God. They're ruining the water around the world. Yeah. They... So this is another, like, random story I know about Coca-Cola. So... Pepsi came out with clear Pepsi. I don't think any of us remember it. Crystal Pepsi. I only remember it because of I love the ease. Yes. I remember it. So I also clear remember Pepsi blue Pepsi. Was... I remember yes. blue Pepsi. The blue Pepsi was good. I so was delicious. Clear Pepsi came out 
and everyone was like, you know what, this is pretty good. And um, Coca-Cola, even though they are three times bigger than Pepsi, was like, we can't let Pepsi win anything. And they came out with a clear Coca-Cola. But the whole point of the clear Coca-Cola was to be terrible. They wanted it to fail. Because then you would associate clear, like clear sodas with being shitty. That makes sense. So by having this pe- this soda fail, it caused Pepsi's clear soda to fail as well. Mm. As well. As well. As well. <laughs> However. They never, blue- <laughs> they, they never made blue Coke, though. No. Which is they why blue Pepsi out. is so delicious. Mm-hmm. They are missing out. They made Coca-Cola blue meth. also ruining the water in India. They are ruining the water, probably in Mexico. <laughs> They're just a like a terrible company that everyone loves so much. This has really nothing to do with Coca Cola, other than the fact that this woman worked there. But like maybe two years ago, around Christmas time, a girl, a lady that worked at the Coca Cola factory, like in the next town over, she disappeared randomly. Do you remember that? Yes. And, like, they had to do, like, a full-on Coca-Cola investigation there. But, like, she was never seen again. I don't remember any updates on that story. Hmm. I just remember it being at that Coca-Cola factory. Pass it too often to not think about it. Okay, so I'm looking at the, the ingredients for Coca-Cola. So, cola nuts are the flavoring and also the caffeine. And then coca leaves, which are what cocaine is made out of, originally there was five ounces of coca leaves in each gallon okay. of syrup. Is, <laughs> wait, it would, what gives it the caffeine? The cola nuts. Oh. Uh, so I, I assume they're like a type of coffee. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, so they still use the cola leaves, but significantly less. So what you're saying is if I drink enough Coke, it's like I'm doing Coke. Well, if you drink enough Coke, yes. You're going to have that much sugar and caffeine in your body. So if you I'll drink enough Coke, get... you could get diabetes. Whose cat was that? <laughs> Whose cat just meowed? I don't know. One of our cats. It was I not my cat. Know. Oh, it, it was my cat. I just realized Pippi was like staring at me like, bitch, let me out. Ooh, another good Coca-Cola story. So Coca-Cola used to go to high schools and, like, offer them grants if they had a Coca-Cola day. So for one day out of the year, the entire curriculum was about Coca-Cola. So you had to have, like, math about Coca-Cola and, like, the science of Coca-Cola and the history of Coca-Cola and, like, write essays about Coca-Cola. And everyone had to, like, dress, like, in Coca-Cola gear. And one year, one kid came in a Pepsi shirt because he thought it would be funny, and he got expelled. What? (laughs) You know what? We were probably sponsored by Coca-Cola. We had a Powerade and a Coca-Cola machine on campus. Probably. Powerade is a subsidiary of Mm Coca-Cola. Also not as good as Gatorade. Coca-Cola It's almost a monopoly. Yeah, they own, well, I mean, they own Sprite, they own Dasani, they own Powerade, what's the other ones? They own, a, I think they own Fanta. Mm-hmm. Like, they own a bunch of shit now. I mean, Coca-Cola They're just everywhere. started buying. Like, that's 
it's competition. Yeah. Because Coke owns Mr. Pibb, too. Because Mr. Pibb used to be its own company. It was a competitor to Dr. Pepper, and now Coca-Cola owns Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Pibb. And Mr. Pibb is better than Dr. Pepper. I don't remember. Maybe? I don't know. I haven't had Mr. Pibb in a long time. I can't even tell you the difference between Mr. Pibb. Random restaurants. They have it at Carl... No. Where do they have it? They have it at... Oh. They have it at Chipotle. Chipotle Burger has Mr. King, Pibb. No. no, Burger King has Dr. Pepper. Um, Chipotle has Pibb, though. Hmm. Does Is Dr. Pepper in a partnership with Coca-Cola, even though they're still kind of their own thing? Because I just remember they're also sold at McDonald's. Wait, I what? think Dr. Pepper is named after one of the founders of Coca-Cola. Mm, okay, because I thought they were their own thing. I think they Coke. were, and then they were... Yeah, Everything's they, owned by Coke. Everything is owned by Coke. I see owned by Coke. <laughs> Anything that's in a I Coca-Cola no longer remix available machine. at McDonald's. Yes. No, they should get one of those fucking remix machines. Like they have a Jack in the, if Jack in the Box can get it, so can McDonald's. So sure. can McDonald's. If my crappy ass movie theater can have it, so can McDonald's. I just miss yes. Orange Icy, okay? I just really miss Orange Icy. <laughs> it doesn't hit uh, as well, you know. McDonald's, yeah, you can't even buy the big like bottles of it because it's just like it doesn't taste the same. Juice, yeah. Like I, something about the um, it going through the soda machine makes it taste different. Yeah. Also, they mm. have a different filtration machine at McDonald's. I think it's yeah. Okay, their like Coke McDonald's better. Coke slaps. It, yeah. I think they're like Starbucks, where their their water filtration system is like it's triple filtered or something like that. They mm. also and that's why it hits different. They put more syrup into the soda. I think they have a special deal with Coca-Cola where they're allowed to ch- slightly change the recipe so that McDonald's Coke tastes better than any other Coke. Oh, fuck. No. That's why it's more flavorful. I want to go to McDonald's. Why? We should all go to McDonald's and get Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned from today's episode. That's what yeah. today's episode is. I love it. Today's like, episode horrible. sponsored by Coca-Cola. Thanks, Coke, for uh, Coke. my education. Um, uh, also, thanks to our other sponsor, Halliburton, um, for sponsoring this video. Halliburton. Um, no, Pippi. That's your <laughs> No, Pippi. <laughs> Not yet. She's like, where's my food? She wants to be let out of my room. She was in her kitty condo all day, and now it's like time for her to go and explore. She has a schedule, you see. Oh. Bitch. I know. Once the sun goes down, now it's time to party. Anyways, last week's episode, we talked about... um. Um, trashy presidents, terrible presidents, mm-hmm. presidents we thought were were okay, but actually they're not great. Um, I talked about Bill Clinton. Um, he did all of that. He is a shitty person. Um, 
maybe dumber than we give him credit for too. But also, um, that's not an excuse. Still a shitty person. Uh, I talked about George W. Bush. Um, He did all that horrible shit. He was a shitty person. Um, Yeah. Even if Dick Cheney was pulling the strings, he was still acting on it. So he's still a shitty person. Yeah. Also, I don't think he should have gone into politics at all. No, not even. I think he just wanted to make his dad happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the Bush, all the Bush babies just uh, wanted to make their parents happy. You know, they yeah. should have just let Jeb do it. <laughs> Please clap. Please clap. Uh, um, I talked about Ronald Reagan, and he is a fucking monster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not just for what we talked about, but also because of AIDS. Yes. Yes. Oh, God, him. And the war on drugs. Everything about Fuck you, it. Ronald Reagan. Fuck you, Reagan. Yeah, fuck you. And your jelly beans. And your jelly beans. Fuck your beans. jelly beans. Jelly beans aren't even that good. <laughs> no, they're not. They're kind of gross. They're mostly candy coating, which is not great. And then, like, tasteless goop. Ugh. You're a shitty person and you have shitty mm. taste, Ronald Reagan. And your movies aren't good. And your wife let Rock Hudson die. Yes. <laughs> Fuck your wife. Even though they were actually friends. Oh, That makes it worse. Yeah. That I wouldn't let either of you die, even if I was pissed Aww. off at you at the time. So always. It's good to know. Have you guys seen um, Palm Springs yet? On yes, Canada? I loved no, it. No, but I heard things about it. It was good. It was hilarious. Paul, would you hate me if I made you stay in Groundhog Day with me forever? Uh, it depends if you know, because I think that would be fun at some point. Because Andy Samberg was having a blast. <laughs> you know what? I think I would like that scenario just because I'm an anxious person, and it's I, nice I think I would to enjoy it because then you're relieved of all stresses. You don't have to worry about the future. Like that's it. That's what and I it's was not thinking. Like, like when, and no one's going to miss you. It's not like you disappeared. They don't know that you're stuck there. Like so you're yeah. not you're not upsetting any of thinking. your loved ones. You're just there. I was like that would be great cuz like money doesn't matter anymore. Jobs don't matter anymore. You're just chilling. That would be amazing. Exactly. I'd like it. I would be super down. Yeah, I'm down. Let's find a way to do it. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. Um, Anyways. So I just want to bring attention to this one thing. Um, So I don't know if either of you know who the YouTuber Bailey Sarian is. Yes. Um, Yes, I do. She is a beauty youtuber she uh does murder mystery makeup mondays where she does her makeup and then she will tell you about a true crime story Uh. this monday which she always it she always does new episodes on monday yesterday's episode she did a story on this guy named rocky myers and she tells you everything about this case and everything going on with it i think our audience should check it out because it is a currently ongoing case, and it's pretty Ooh, clear I that love he is current ones. 
an innocent man and he is on death row. Anyways, there is a GoFundMe that has been started to help this man's legal fees, but also we're trying to get a petition going to get the, I think the governor, the governor of, I think it's Alabama or Mississippi, to basically give him clemency because it's pretty obvious that this man is innocent. Mm. He was, he just had a bunch of people that uh, tried to frame him for it, even though the evidence is pretty clear that it wasn't him. He was just, he's, he's kind of slow. It's one of those oh, no. bad cases. <sighs> I hate those cases. But, um, please check out that story so you could hear about the case and kind of come up with your own opinion on whether you would like to support it, but also sign the petition once I believe she's tried to get it going. But, um, I mean, it's, it's currently ongoing. We could save a life, so please check it out. Also, um, I am addicted to her videos, so Mm -hmm. she's just a good true crime person to listen to. And also, I'm glad that she uh, decided to cover a case that's ongoing. I mean, it's bringing attention to this case. I would have never heard of it otherwise, because most true crime stories are kind of after the fact everything is usually said and done you can't really change what's happened but this is something we can change and so therefore please check it out it, it's it's good um also um something that i just signed up for is be the match.org they're currently looking for well, i mean they're always looking for um donors for people that need bone marrow matches you could do a swab to see if you match with anyone, and you could potentially save a life. I just got my swab kit in the mail today because a local oh, girl nice. was needing help. And I know for people that are of mixed ethnicities, it's a lot harder for you to be matched. Hence why I wanted to, because I'm mixed with a shit ton of things. So uh-huh. I could potentially be a match. And you know what? Nice. You could be a match for somebody out there, too. So check it out. Be the match.org. I'll leave it. Be the match. And yeah, that, that's all I have to say. Oh, check out our Patreon. We could always use a little help from you guys. Mm. Um, because, um, it, I mean, it, it, it's a process. You help us stay motivated. And we give you content. How's that? Is that good? This is the content. It's free content, but you can donate if you'd like. It's grade A content. This is amazing. Um, Shout out to our um, one patron, Desi, for (laughs) maintaining that spot. I mean, Paul is also a patron, but he's already featured on this podcast regularly. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. um, But yeah, Desi. Desi, you're great. We love you. Thanks, Desi. Thank you. Um, I saw your brother gave you a haircut. I'm sure it looks really good. Um, but Ooh. yeah. Thanks for... Uh, oh, Paul, I hope you get a good haircut. <gasps> I actually oh, yeah. missed it. They went while I was recording. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Want, I'll just have uh, long Sophie hair and I will put your hair. Okay. Oh, the cats are dropping things in my room. <laughs> I have I have clippers and things. My mom's been giving Ooh. me haircuts. I haven't had a haircut in like two months though, but that's my fault. 
She gave Craig a haircut last week. It looked Ooh. okay. If, if anything, no. I'll just <laughs> buzz my head again. Yeah. I mean, it's summer. It's hot. It is. Though nice. I think if you go without haircuts right now, everyone's like, oh, that makes sense. If they have a haircut. Yeah. If they don't mm-hmm. have a haircut. But it's okay, because I wear a beanie all the time. No. My cat is telling me I need to end this. Okay. And you let her out, but also once I let her out, it's gonna be loud. Alright, I'm gonna go. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay. Thanks guys. Bye.